Hi, everybody. This is Julissa. Thank you so much for coming back to my podcast. It is, we, I can't believe we're in August already. And in case you guys don't um, don't know, you know, because perhaps you don't follow me on Instagram or YouTube, which I do have to um, let you know that I'm available there too. I do have an account. You can just find me by searching Julissa Designs. Um, and you'll see the logo right there and then you know it's me but anyways i do share a lot on instagram and you know everybody that i guess you know if you're interested you kind of know that i am getting myself getting ready to work um to present my new collection my spring 2023 collection uh this year of new year fashion week and that's coming up next month in september and i've been working on this collection for a while i guess i think i started fully um, started working on it production wise in May and I've been working ever since very um, disciplined with my time at the studio um, there are days I don't want to be there but I have to be there and today is August the 7th and I'm so thankful to say that I already have 10 looks um, about 80% completed, which is great news. So this week coming up, I'm going to start going back to look one and start doing the finishing touches, we see, which for me is a great accomplishment. Not trying to brag or anything like that, but I am so thankful that I got myself started and I'm, I already have 10 looks without including the two men's looks that God wanted me to do, but I'm going to be separating time for that later in August because I had said, um, you know, it. I found it quite difficult to do men's look, but God wants me to include men's in this collection, men's look, and I'm going to, you know, do what God says, right? Um, but anyways, so I got to say one thing, though. Uh, it is so true what they say, you know, uh, the minute you're trying to do something big for God, you can see the attacks of the enemy um, go overboard. Like, I can totally feel it. Um, you know, I'm trying to not get myself too emotional. And I should know better that it is just an attack and all of that. But it's hard to see, to feel the hatred um, from certain people. It's, it's hard to see it, even though they know people know what I do, you know, the people that are close to me, they know what I do, they know what I'm working for, they know um, that I'm not just a fashion designer trying to present her collection, okay? Um, I am a fashion designer who's trying to create, um, who's trying to use her gifts and talents to glorify God. So it's not just presenting New York Fashion Week and pack up and go home. I'm trying to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm trying to do a good job so that I can be the light in the world that was so much needed, especially the world of fashion, the world of fashion. Okay. And trying to, you know, somehow in that catwalk, right? In that music shows and all of that, trying to um, inspire others to seek Jesus. And I have been, it has been constant attacks um you know and this you know last like this month that just passed july i was i felt definitely attacked by a close person of mine you know and god took care of it i know but i know god will will have done it anyways but during the attacks um i just i'm like wow this guy is really 
going after me for no reason at all. You know, when people get mad at you, even though they want to get mad at the other person, but perhaps they see you as a weak person, so they they like to take their anger out of you, right? And that's what I'm going to be talking about today, though. So the topic for today is emotional abuse, okay? And I learned later in life, it's so crazy, later in life that that's what I was going through. You know, that's one of the things about getting older is that you discover things about yourself that you have been tolerating for a while, you know. So I discovered that I, you know, I felt, you know, not back in July, but like this beginning of the year, I felt God tell me you have to stick, stand up for yourself more. And that tells you how much I've been taken, you know, because I'm one of those people, right? I Well, I used to be one of those people that if somebody will say something offensive to me, I would just take it, right? I wouldn't say anything back. I won't stand up for myself. But what I'll do is I'll separate myself from that person. And it's okay to separate yourself from um, people who are crushing your, your spirit, okay? It's okay to separate yourself from people who are being rude to you for no reason at all. Just, you know, your presence offends them for some reason, but whatever. Um, I'm trying very hard to, like, finish the podcast without, you know, crying. But um, I was like, I need to stand up more for myself. And I remember going back like maybe seven years ago or something like that, I used to be that person. I would not take it. I'm not, you're not going to speak to me. I remember speaking like that to to managers and things like that and people who wanted to poke at me for no reason at all. And I would stand up for myself, you know? And then I don't know what happened in since, you know, I don't know what happened with me since that I became this submissive person and I don't like to be looked at as a submissive person or a shy person, person at all because I know um, my people mistake, I guess you can say, being reserved to being shy, right? And it's two different things, okay? I know when to speak and people don't, res- people don't respect that, you know? They don't see you talking, they're like, oh, she's shy. It's one thing to know when to speak, okay? Um, but going back to the emotional abuse and not standing up enough for yourself, I learned that I have been emotionally abused for, abuse for many years, and I didn't realize what it was, you know? I, you know, one thing I got to re- re-say here, re- and, you know, I don't know how to say the word, but I got to say one thing, and I wouldn't, I don't think I, in my life, what I seeing is this, divorce is horrible, especially when there are kids involved, okay, I'm not trying to shame anybody who has gone through a divorce, I am terrified of divorce, okay, I am not, you know, I'm, I'm not like a young, a 27-year-old person, like, I'm not, that's not my age, I'm a lot older than that, and I am so terrified of divorce, because being kind of like a reserved person that I am, to get so close to somebody, right, and then be betrayed in the sense that then you see a different type of person who they are, like you, you begin to see them for who they are, that will kill me, like I'll, like you're gonna get intimate with somebody, and you're gonna open up yourself so much, and be emotional with that person, and then something can happen and then they're they're no longer like want to be with you 
that terrifies me. It terrifies, like one of my biggest fears, and I know I'm not supposed to have fear, but I just, divorce, like I hate divorce. It's one of the, you know, my parents are divorced. And I think that, that has a lot to do with it. Um, because when I was younger, my dad left when I was a week old. I'm not trying to, you know, I love my dad. I speak to him regularly. Um, but one of the things that I learned was my dad left when I was a week old. So I didn't really have that relationship with him. You know, yes, we came to New York City when I was like 10 years old and spent like a month with him. I got to see him more then, but I was already 10 years old. So he wasn't really around. He wasn't the immediate person there, right? And just, you know, speaking about that, like, I... I miss having that father figure in the home. And I think it's so crazy because once you're going through it, you don't see it then, right? Once you're going through it, you don't see it then. Because I know my mom did such a great job with us, with me and my sister. My mom took care of everything. She was she was a, a working mom. She took us to school, all of that stuff. Um, and like I said, you know, I remember a lot of times, you know, I'm not trying to say anything about my parents, nothing like that. But a lot of the times what I heard, what I remember as a child was that when things were not working out, you know, we were having some type of difficulty. Like I told you guys in my previous episode about um, Zona Colonial and the fire that happened in our home, you know, it was basically, you know, your dad doesn't want to help, you know, and a lot of your dad can you believe your dad and I don't think I ever shared this with anybody but I'm I would remember I remember thinking to myself man I am like a child and I'm being blamed for my dad's actions and it just feels so bad because I was I remember thinking when I was younger I'm like wait a second I didn't I didn't pick my dad you know but I guess in in some type of defense mechanism my mom felt better about herself when she would say something like your dad doesn't want to help with this your dad hang up the phone on me and believe it or not you know those are type of emotional abuse maybe not in a higher degree but it still is because you're not even part of that adult conversation but because of the result the outcome of it you're being blamed for it okay and i remember and you know i'm not i love my mom so much oh my goodness i'm not trying to say anything about her all i'm saying is that sometimes you don't recognize emotional abuse until you're much older because then you get to see life for what it is right when you're like i used to play outside all the time you know growing up in the dominican republic i I was out with my grandfather um, to the parks every afternoon. He would just take me there, riding my bike and playing with the neighborhood kids, all of that stuff. So if she would have said something like that, your dad this, your dad the other, I would brush it off and I would just, you know, go on with my day. Like, I don't care. Um, But then you see it. It's so crazy how sometimes you see it after it happens, years after, right? And you know, by definition, right, let me just give you by definition what emotional abuse is, right? Um, it, you know, it goes in hand with, like, manipulation and things like that. Um, science, um, I'll, I'll give you what it is first before I tell you some signs that you can look out for, right? 
Um, so emotional abuse is is when like um, somebody like not physically try to hurt you, right? They hurt you with the words, right? And we know that words carry a lot. That's biblical, right? It's a verse in the Bible. Um, but, you know, then throughout the years, I learned something about myself, right? The reason that sometimes I don't stick up a lot for myself is this. When I was growing up, because it goes back to your upbringing, right? Everything I would say, I felt like everything was always like a problem. So I was like, I'm not talking anymore. You know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to feel that shame for speaking up or saying, no, I don't want to do that. You know, it would be like, you know, don't you want to, don't you want to spend time with your uncle today? Like, and I'll be like, no, I don't, you know, I used to be very close with my mom too much, I guess. Um, and it's like, how can you not want, you're crazy. You don't want to spend time with family. So that was like, there's no respect for your choices, right? There's, you have an opinion, you are completely um, taken down. There's no respect for your choices. If you didn't feel like some, doing something, there's no respect, you know? Um, and people are going to say, she's so sensitive. She's so emotional. She gets, um, she starts crying very easily. And that's another thing too, right? I would, to avoid those comments towards me, I would just go ahead with whatever, right? Um, don't you want to, you know, like I remember, this is so crazy because I don't want to speak about people specifically, you know, even though I already mentioned my parents, but I remember like, let's just say in the break room at school, right? I will be, I used to be such a slow eater. Like I would take my time with my food. And I remember one time, like I was on break with my classmates on break and I would just, I would always be the last person eating, right? And then there was this person who would just swallow basically their meal and they would come rushing to me and be like, can I have some of yours? And I'm thinking to myself, man, you, you swallow your food so that you don't share with me. And now you're like, I'm, you're saying, calling me names because I don't want to share my food with you. You're so bad. You're so ugly. You're so this. And then what I will, I will do, I will eventually share my food. And people are going to say things like, you know, oh, yeah, that's just little kid stuff. You know, everybody goes through that type of life and bullying. All I'm saying is it begins like that right? It begins in, when you're younger. It begins because you, perhaps in the home, there was no respect for your opinions. There was no respect. And I see it now. I see it even more, right? It's this manipulation. You know, let me tell you something. People can get in their head things to get others to hate you for no reason whatsoever. Just because perhaps you decline to, to help at some point and you take doing boundaries, right? To respect yourself. You know, it's so crazy because today I was thinking to myself, I am basically every day trying to save little Julissa, right? It's almost like I am trying to become my own hero in my life because I know I've been dealing with this for a while, right? This shame and you're horrible because you don't want to do that because I believe in my family that people don't respect your decisions and i don't know if that has something to do with the divorce and the separation all of that but you know the minute you say no i'm sorry i cannot do that right 
you're a horrible person. Like, let's just say my mom has been sick for a while now, right? And here I am talking about a specific person. But this is something that has been happening in my life, right? For the past four years or so. Um, My mom is to the point that she's so sick that she, I believe, 100%. My mom needs 24-7 care, okay? My mom does, doesn't move on her own. She needs help with mobility. I am... I am let's just say, old enough to know and mature enough to know that I, I cannot physically take care of my mother. And I understand, like, I cannot feel, like, if I will take care of my, my anxiety will go off the roof. If I have to take care of my mom right now on a daily basis, one, I know I cannot take care of her. I know if that ha happens to be the case, I will have to stop everything that I do. I will not have a job. I will not have a, my, my business. I will not have anything going in my life. I will not volunteer at the church. I, I mean, I will not serve, nothing like that. Because I will be so overwhelmed with the caring of a, a sick parent. But because I know that I cannot do it, that's not being respected enough. I'm being looked at as a bad person. And like I told you guys, out of anybody, like I love my mom out of probably the people that I are closest to me, I love my mom the most. My mom has always understood who I was, okay? Always respected who I was. Um, and she, you know, like I have, I love her so much, right? But one thing I know for sure, I cannot physically take care of her. My mom needs 24-7 care, right? So I am to the point that I'd rather, she used to be in a nursing home before the pandemic, so I'd rather put her in a place where they, she can be taken care of, the, you know, 24-7, and I don't put in mind going after work and bring her dinner like we used to do before. But that choice... I say, I say, I'm a, I'm, I'm an old woman. Like I am old enough to make decisions like that. That's not being respected by other family members, and that is the sad truth. That's that's the emotional abuse that is killing me right now, because it's like, it's guilt, um, um, shame. Like when they use guilt to, um guilt to kind of like make you um feel bad about a choice that you made right and i just don't understand why that cannot be respected i'm not even married yet okay i wouldn't mind going to see like before the pandemic we will me and my sister will alternate and see her at the nursing home every day one day you go, the next day you go, you, we'll bring her dinner, make sure everything's good, clean up for her a little bit, organize some stuff, and leave. You know? Um, when she was in the nursing home eh, about a year and a half ago, maybe, um, there were things that were said by family members. Oh, she doesn't deserve to be there. Like, are you serious? Like, don't you think it's hard enough for us as the immediate family to understand that we don't want to see my mom like in that place like that but because of the circumstances that she's going through at the moment is making us take a, a such a difficult choice like that 
right? And I was like, I learned something. I learned that people sometimes will only understand your situation until they're going through it. I would say to people, oh, yeah, she's actually in a nursing home. They're like, in a nursing home? And I, I would say, you know, I'm like, yeah, me and my sister would go every day and bring her dinner and eat dinner with her. Yeah, but in a nursing home? Like, it's so sad that people do not respect your situation into they go through something like that. And the thing is this, right? I am old enough, like I said, to make a decision like that. I love my mom so much, but I know she needs the care that I cannot provide. And that should be enough for people to respect my decision like that. But what happened is that there is, you know, people want to make it seem like you are being selfish for making a choice like that. Okay? Like I told you guys, not everybody's built the same. There are people who take care of their parents in their home 24-7. That's awesome for them. I'm so thankful that they can do that. Okay? I know I cannot physically do it. I know... I I have I know a hundred percent that I cannot do it. And if God wanted me to do that, to put myself in that and not and not use me for anything, right? Because like I told you guys, I don't think I'll be able to to manage having a full time job, much left do anything else, right? If I have to take care of her twenty four seven. I'm not I don't even have a husband. Like let's just say, you know, if I if I make the choice, I'll be like, you know what, my mom is coming to live in my house. I don't even have a husband to be like, oh, if I don't, if I'm sick today, you'll take care of it. I'm gonna guilt guilt trip somebody else in my family to say, come and take care of her because I'm sick. Like those are smart decisions that people should make before embarking into a journey like that. I don't even, I don't even have a husband, but I'm gonna guilt trip somebody else because. They didn't decide what what I decide. Like, I don't understand how people don't see that. That that is emotional manipulation. You know, it's, it's an emotional abuse out of manipulation. So let me see if I can get you guys some signs that you can see. Emotional manipulation, says here in this article, occurs when a manipulative person seeks power over someone else and employs dishonest of exploitive strategies to gain it. Unlike people in healthy relationships which demonstrate reciprocity and cooperation, an emotional manipulation manipulator looks to use control or even victimize somebody else. Okay? I began by telling you guys, I you know, I know that Satan knows my plan with this whole new fashion waking i feel the attacks i have entered rooms where i feel rejected i mean the energy is hostile it's crazy how one day we love you and the next day we don't want to see you anymore and you feel it i'm not trying to be paranoid nothing like that but it all goes to that choice that i made that i cannot physically take care of my mom and that goes back to my upbringing and this this disrespect to myself that I'm not able as an adult now, a very <laughs> well underage adult right now, I can still not make decisions like that for myself. I don't know if it's a cultural thing, like I said, you know, 
I, I don't understand what that is, but it's not being respected. Okay? Um, basically, you know, you're a horrible, horrible person because you don't want to take on this journey, even though you say that you cannot do it, right? Because now you're being selfish, okay? Um, it's so crazy that I, I'm trying to save myself still. And like I told you guys, beginning of the year, God said to me, you're not sticking up for yourself enough. And that tells you, I've been taking a lot. I've been taking a lot for a while now. Okay. Um, emotional manipulators often use mind games to seize the power in relationship. I have seen mind games playing on me like crazy. It's crazy. I have scenario tries scenario sample tries example that because of time concern I cannot get to it right now. But it's this control and I feel it. And I'm like, I don't want to go back to that stage in my life. You know, sometimes you think you overcome something. And the worst thing is to realize you're still in that same lane. You haven't overcome that. And it's so sad. It is such a sad state to be in. It says here, a healthy relationship is based on trust, understanding, and mutual respect. This is true of personal relationship as well as professional one. Sometimes people seek to exploit this element of a relationship in order to be- benefit themselves in some other way. The signs of emotional manipulation can be subtle. They often are hard to identify, especially when they're happening to you. Like I told you guys, sometimes you don't even realize that you're being um, emotionally abusing to later in life, you know? going back to sharing my lunch you know yes as a child we want to tell all the child they have to share but growing up with somebody who be like well how come they didn't come and share their lunch with me they ate super fast and then they wanted to grab my entire basically take a piece out of my my lunch that i was taking my time eating and if I kept saying no, but I was the bad person, I was ugly, I was this, I was the other. And so I gave in. And that was the beginning. Like, it, it probably, so many other things happened before that. Um, you can learn to recognize the manipulation and stop it. You can also learn to protect your self-esteem and sanity too. You know, I remember having a conversation when it comes to, like, taking care of my mom to one of my friends. And you see, like, I think in society, there is some type of shame to that. Okay, just because, let me tell you something. Just because you put a parent on a nursing home does not mean that you don't care for them. Okay? If anything, like, you're trying to care for them because they have an available nurse and available doctor i remember getting calls from my mom when she was in the nursing home like i said two years ago or a year and a half ago they will be like oh you know um we noticed she has a rash and we already gave her a cream for it like if she was in my house and i was like taking care of her I would have taken her to the doctor. I would have gone to go to find an appointment for that day, right? Um, get transportation, all of that stuff, and then go to the pharmacy, make sure all of that. And like, why is society so hard on people who are making decisions to to better care for their parents, or you know, or caring the also for themselves? Yes, okay, it's okay for me to say there's so many things that I know God wants me to do, 
I don't think I can physically take care of my mom right now. I would love, you know, to to bring her dinner every time she's in a nursing home, but be, my choice should be respected. I'm an adult now. Why is that choice not being respected? Because it has never been respected. I never been respected. I remember, like, I remember being in college and having this visitation week on a weekly basis. And I remember one time I said, hey, you guys don't have to come this weekend because, you know, I actually have finals to do. And I really want to study. Fine. And it could be like a hang-up of a call. Because I said, hey, I have to study. I don't want to be walking around in the mall every weekend. You guys don't have to come visit me every weekend. But I'm the problem because I'm trying to set boundaries. I'm I'm the one that's being looked at as a, as a bad person. And it's so sad because I'm still trying to, to, to save Julissa from all of that. It's so crazy. You know, and I'm like, man, I want to get married. I want to have kids. But, like, there's so many things that still have to change. And I think that's the change is happening this year. Thanks be to God that he said, you know, stick up more for yourself. And I know why he said that. Okay, I don't have to just be like, fine, and then be like, I don't, I'm not talking to this person anymore. He wants you to, hey, say, I don't appreciate you talking to me like that. And, and tell how it is. You don't have to just take it like unfollow people. It's okay to stand up for yourself. But when I was growing up, that was be, oh, Julissa is being rude today. Because she said, she didn't like, oh, they're just playing with you. Don't get everything so personal. It's so sad. I'm running out of time, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the, to the podcast. And um, if you have something to say, please leave me a comment. God bless everybody.